Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Derogi. A quick note before we begin. You can help support Manowaker Studio by doing your Amazon shopping via the Manowaker affiliate link. Find out more at manowaker.com support. This week, 100 Years to the Day by Sunny Zay. Charles Ryder Stanley was born December 31, 1890, and died on his 100th birthday, December 31, 1990. Charles was a peculiar man. He called himself a perfectionist. His family, on the other hand, called him a pain in the ass. He had his own way of doing things, a way no one understood. If he had been born in the 20th century, he'd have been labeled obsessive-compulsive. Charles was fond of telling people he'd live to be 100. People laughed. But as he reached his 90s, they began to take him seriously, and he began claiming he'd live to exactly 100 years of age. I will die on my 100th birthday, he'd proclaim. But Charles, you're in great shape, they'd point out. You still mow your yard and chop your own firewood. You still have all your own teeth. You'll probably live to 110. I'll die on my hundredth birthday, he'd reply. No one could change his mind once he'd made it up. When Charles reached 99, people began to wonder if he knew something. Maybe he'll really make it, they'd say. Wouldn't that be something, to die 100 years to the day? As Charles' birthday approached, his family prepared for a grand celebration, though some family members thought it bad luck. First it was a month away, then a week than a day. His family rejoiced when, on the exact day of his hundredth birthday, Charles climbed out of bed at sunrise and telephoned family members. The birthday party was hurriedly begun, with some of his many descendants not arriving until nearly 11 a.m. There was cake, of course, followed by a big steak for Charles. He ate the whole thing. The meal was followed by brandy and cigars, although only Charles and his five sons had more than one. The afternoon was filled with a steady flow of well-wishers, along with repeated questions regarding Charles' secret to longevity. By four in the afternoon, Charles had lost his good cheer. Hurry up and say goodbye, he snapped to more than one well-wisher. The reaper is coming for me soon! By six p.m., Charles' mood had turned sour and impatient. He refused any more food. I'm not going to die with a full belly, he insisted. Damnation, stop trying to make me comfortable. Today is it for me. By 8 p.m., Charles' mood was foul, and he decided to take matters into his own hands. When Charles failed to return from the bathroom, one of his sons went to investigate. He found his father loading the old revolver he'd kept in his nightstand as long as anyone could remember. Charles was right mad when they took his ammo. Family members huddled to discuss how it happened when someone noticed Charles was no longer in the room. He was found in the kitchen with an empty pill bottle in front of him, along with the empty brandy bottle, and an extra big slice of birthday cake. His family panicked as Charles finished his cake. One of the nieces or nephews called for an ambulance. Charles only agreed to ride in the ambulance if he could climb in under his own power and lie on the stretcher and not be wheeled out like a slab of meat. No hoses or straps. But on the way to the hospital, when the EMT in the back wasn't looking, 
He found a syringe and vial and injected a large amount of fluid into his arm. The vial turned out to be saline. Angry, Charles pushed the EMT away and lurched forward, falling onto the driver and causing the ambulance to veer into a tree. Charles didn't sustain even a scratch. But since he still needed to be treated for the pain pills he'd swallowed, he agreed to ride in the front seat of the second ambulance that arrived to pick up the crew of the first ambulance. The driver had to let Charles run the siren, though. At the hospital, two security personnel put Charles on a gurney and strapped him down. When they wheeled him into the emergency room, a family member called to say they'd determined the empty pill bottle couldn't have had more than two or three pills left in it. And the prescription was nearly ten years old anyway. Charles was taken upstairs to a private room for observation. On the way, while the orderly was wheeling him out of an elevator, Charles got an arm free and pushed his gurney down a stairwell. The gurney ended up bent and ruined. The only thing broken on Charles was his glasses. After that, the hospital wanted him sedated. His family was certain it would be asking for trouble, that Charles might be able to give himself a fatal dose. Turned out the hospital was right. Charles chewed through one of his restraints. He was smashing his way into the medications office with a chair when hospital security found him. In the ensuing struggle, but only after three security guards had been summoned, Charles was taken down. One guard ended up with a bloody nose, another received a black eye. Charles, on the other hand, suffered a massive heart attack. He was put on a ventilator machine and given adrenaline, but it was too late. The attending doctor listed the time of death as 12.25 a.m., the day after Charles' 100th birthday. Then one of Charles' many nieces had a long, intense talk with the doctor. After that, the document listed the time of death as 11.59 p.m. on the previous day. This has been 100 Years to the Day, written by Sonny Zay. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. I'm C.B. Drogi. Thanks for listening. Episode 0107, Production Copyright 2016, C.B. DeRogi and Manawaker Studio.